You are listening to The Benchcast with your host, Elvis Mendez and Coach Ben. And I'm here with small arm, knee strong, biggest knees in the game, biggest knees in the planet, uh, Jurassic knees. And we are live on the IG recording your next bench cast to listen to on the way to work or wherever the hell you listen to podcasts. Um, I've been finding, I listen to a lot of podcasts mowing the lawn lately. That's my thing. I, I actually enjoy really mowing the lawn, getting out there during the day. I throw on my, my Bose headphones, uh, throw on a nice podcast, and I, I love mowing. I throw on my bow tie. If you don't know the Donnie Thompson bow tie, check that out. Throw that bow tie on. I look like a complete weirdo in the neighborhood. My, my, my tank and my bow tie on, cutting the lawn. But, hey, whatever whatever gets it done. So, today's bench cast. Uh, first off, uh, again, we're open on the IG. Anyone participating can drop their questions down below. But I want to touch on what we've been doing in our VIP group quickly lately. So, this past month, we started a new challenge in our, our VIP membership group. And... For anyone who's not familiar with that group, I'm going to include a link down in the show notes about how you can get involved. Uh, it's a small monthly fee. We post exclusive content. You can receive video critiques from me. Um, we're working with another coach, um, Melissa Granados, who, who actually volunteered her uh, eight-week meal plan, which is available to the members. So we give a lot of content away there. Um, we give a lifetime discount to the site, which I'm, I'm, I'm probably bumping up this week so you get an even larger percentage off the website uh that's including wraps and shirts and all that all for just being a member of this vip group i'm just trying to bring a little community together hopefully a bigger community over time and um just keep getting stronger together and sharing info and whatnot so try to get involved in that vip membership group and we run these contests every now and then uh, but we've been working on habit building this past week so i wanted to do something Kind of nutrition related, but I didn't want to do the whole waist measurement deal and, and the whole step on the scale deal. So what I did, I'm turn this around here. IG live, getting this camera facing me. All right. So what I what I did is um, I wanted to focus on something that's going to be more lasting and impacting, which I felt habits was a good route to go because if you can develop a, a good routine within a week and stick with it for some time. It starts to become second nature, and then you don't really have to think of it anymore. It's just something you do in the morning or uh, whenever you're, you're focused on your habit. So, for example, I started this good habit of hydrating better in the morning. What I do is um, a glass of water right away, a noon tab in the water, and I just chug that down in the morning and start rehydrating right away. Um, and I, that's kind of been a routine for me now for a while. I don't really have to think about it. It's just like making coffee. So... That worked out really well, so I decided let's not do, let's just do that with the the whole team here and, and build some powerful habits. So, this is the first week, and we're on the second week now. Um, but we accomplished our things for the first week, and I figured we we go ahead and share a couple of those because uh, this is a really awesome challenge, guys. You're gonna want to get involved on this stuff. Um, last month we did the the arms to right to bear arms challenge. I gained a half an inch on my arms in a month. I surprised the shit out of myself because I wasn't even as consistent as some of these people. Um, Sarah gained an inch and a third on her arms, which I thought was freaking nuts. And then uh, we had most people gained over half an inch on their arms. It was pretty crazy. We trained arms every day, though. Um, but that was a really cool challenge. I think it really impacted my bench big time. But Elvis, why don't you share, why don't you share like, what you're doing for your habit this week? So uh, this week I'm actually scheduling out all my workouts and uh, my morning and nighttime routines. And that's something I have a really bad habit of doing. It's like I'll go to the gym. I'll still hit my squat bench and deadlift every week, but the days will vary, the times will vary. It just it it doesn't do well for my consistency. Yeah, I, I know that feeling real real well. Um, I somehow probably have to touch on it as well in time. How's it been going so far? Have you developed something? It definitely feels a lot better because now it feels like I'm putting a bigger emphasis on my training. And this week, it's five rep max week, and I hit PRs on all lifts. Nice. So that's definitely, it just feels like lifting taking a front seat instead of a back seat. So what's the deal, like the beginning of the week, you write out the schedule for the week or something? Yeah, so I'll, um, so I did it on Saturday, actually, 
And so I put down, like, Sunday I'll squat, Monday I'll either swim or run, Tuesday I'll bench. So designating the training to the days. Exactly. So I don't try to cram everything in one day. Because what I found that I've been doing is having, like, these really, really high activity days. Then the next day having almost no activity. Then go back to high activity. And I can just kind of spread it out in the week. I'll be better recovered. So are you assigning times to these as well or just keeping it simple for now? So with the lifting, I'm assigning times. Okay. Which is really easy because our gym has sessions. Yeah. But with the cardio, it's kind of when I can fit it in. And so but that. You are getting it done. I am getting that. it done, but I need to get a good time for it. I got you. Yeah, that's something I've been uh, trying to, to tell everyone is make sure that you schedule times if you're having trouble being inconsistent, which for the most part, the team's pretty good about getting it done. Powerless are pretty good with that stuff because. Uh, for the most part, you're amped up all day to be lifting anyway, and you have a time after work or something. But uh, for those who have a different kind of schedule that doesn't revolve around work as much and they have some more free time, or uh, they tend to um, kind of leave training to later without a designated time. And then later comes and goes, and then you haven't trained, and then all of a sudden it's push ahead to the next day, and now you're behind on the week, and it kind of snowballs from there. So... I try to get everyone to, if you have that issue, schedule times just like Elvis did. Um, we'll at least get the training days down and then go ahead and schedule time. And the earlier the better, I say. If you can get it done early, then make sure you get it in. There's not a lot of bullshit you can tell yourself first thing in the morning. No, you just get it done. I just want to express the frustration. When I have everything packed, I go to the gym to go swimming, and then there are three lanes, and every person in that lane has flippers on. Oh, jeez. They're not getting out of that pool for at least half an hour. See, Elvis, is a, he's a professional swimmer here. He he swam in high school, he said, so he's a real deal. <laughs> so you can't be in this freaking lane. Oh. I, my best time, going back and forth, one, uh, one minute and 59 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm drowning the whole time. If you ever felt like you were the worst person on your baseball team, that was me on the swim team. That's it. <laughs> you don't look like a swimmer, really. I, I, I got, I, my legs are too long, my arms are too short, my torso's too short. It's completely wrong. It's built shitty. Yeah. We got Heiser Chris said, uh, have you watched West Side vs. the World? Interesting you bring that up, but that's actually one of the next topics I'm going to touch on. Because yeah, I did, I think everyone in the world did. Did you see it? I did not see it yet. I knew he wouldn't have it, seen it. It's on my list. <laughs> I saw Generation Iron 3 for the first time like two days I ago. I saw that too. I saw that too. Two days ago. But man, I, everyone was watching West Side vs. the World the other day. I was, I'm sure they're going to bump up on Amazon real quick. Everyone bought the shit out of that. Um, I should have just rented it, but I freaking bought it because I just wanted that bad. Anyways, um, my habit for the week was, uh, I'll touch on last week's habit. and I found, so I'm trying to gain some weight. I know you're like Coach Ben, you're already a fat ass, how much weight you have to gain. Well, I'm going to gain a little more. So, um, found where can I fit some more calories morning time um, I'm not really getting much calories in so I'm not probably eating typically till maybe 9 30 10 if that and if I wake up early I mean there's a good two three hours I'm going without food in there just coffee and I like it that way but it's not great if you're trying to gain weight and maximize how much you can eat in a day so what I did is I made it a habit, just like I do my noon tabs in the morning and drink the water. I made a habit to uh, get some protein powder and uh, throw it in my blender, keep that right in the counter, blend it on up, and uh, pound that down. Put a banana in it. Right now I'm using Synthesix um, by BSN. Throw two scoops in that bad boy, a bunch of almond milk, a banana. I'm not really tracking stuff. I just throw a bunch of shit in there and pound that down, get some extra cows. And I assume that's got to be what, like five, six hundred calories. Something Sounds like, like a good amount. Sounds like maybe even, it uh, might be a little bit more. I really don't know, but um, it's, it's a good pop to my day. It's a good way to kick off the day um, instead of trying to play catch up throughout the day and get some more food in so it's a real quick easy way bam just like that get some get some cows in so i've been pretty consistent with that for the most part um i did run out of my original protein ordered that shit up right away amazon prime man the technology nowadays i don't know they just got trucks ready to ship on a dime but they uh they bring me that thing the next day and i am ready to go so um yeah, that's been working out really good. So that's Time out. From Red Creek Smash, best recipe ever. 
powdered donuts, whole milk, scoop of protein, oh, Jesus, and you blend that donuts. up. <laughs> Elvis will go off on donuts. You mentioned donuts. <laughs> that's it. Done deal. Don't get them started. <laughs> all right, you guys. Someone's got to send them a Google link to this donut thing. You're gonna be freaking out about it all day. All right, so. Yeah, that's the stuff we're doing in, in the group now. The habit building is going really well. Everyone's crushing it. So, guys, if you want to get involved in the VIP group, um, you can either message me. I'm going to throw the link in the show notes. Um, you just just shoot me an email, whatever the case may be. Just get a hold of me. Say, I want in on the VIP. We'll get you going. All right. Um, so, yeah, next thing I want to touch on. we have any questions that are rolling in? Yeah, um, so from uh, Get Healthy with Shen, what protein powder do you use? So, um, I'm not being super picky. I'll use Synthesex. Yeah, I always said MTS Way. That's a really good one, too. Um, Synthesex was just pretty cheap on Amazon. I'm going for more calories, and I know that one's more of uh, more carbs, uh, a little more fat. So, um, God damn, getting random calls again. On the plus side with Synthesex, if you need those extra calories, it does taste a lot better. Synthesix tastes really, really good. It's like, uh, it's like a freaking uh, protein bar cookie thing. I think they even leave the little pieces in it for you. I don't know. Uh, MTS Way is freaking good too. Phenomenal. That got some good flavors to it. So you can't go wrong with either. So from Sean Keller, one best way to keep my head on the bench besides duct tape. Uh, so. <laughs> Uh, that's just one of those things you gotta get out of a, a poor habit you put yourself in for a long time. Um, reason first that we I teach to keep the head down is once the head comes up, the chest tends to drop. Um, and even if it's just the slightest bit, you lift that head, the positioning starts to cave down. So I'll always teach my lifters, keep your head on the bench. Uh, even if you're in the shirt, I won't duck the head just as a way to touch. Um, I would rather just kind of make sure that the shirt's dialed into where I need to be to touch weight. Um, and then, you know, I'm going down belly, tucking in harder, throwing back aggressively. So um, always keeping the head on the back or on the pad is what I teach. Um, so if you're struggling with that, usually it's because you've been doing it for so long. It's just kind of second nature that you're going to lift your head. So you just got to keep reminding yourself regularly over and over and over again until you don't do that. Um, but I have... Uh, <laughs> seen coaches or heard coaches that have duct taped lifters heads to the pad um or have i've even had lifters who've taken mini bands and put them around their head and attached their head to the pad <laughs> i don't think you got to go that far you just got to remind yourself but hey duct tape serves a lot of purposes so if it works it works we got anything else rolling in well let's go back we had someone who was struggling to get their bench rolling, they were stuck for eight weeks. And Coach Ben is here. Let's hear what we got. From Disco Dan, he's trying all sorts of different methods, all trading programs, five reps, five sets, uh, one to six principal trading, unracking some heavy 200-kilogram, 10-second holds. I'm going to give you a timeout right there. So I'm hearing uh, he's trying a lot of different things. Um, I don't know. where Where is he at in his bench? Uh, I'm going to go back up find it. He's at 130. So what but that, I that's think gotta that's be, kilos. Yeah, so almost yep. almost 300. So he's still in like a, a beginning range, not quite at 300 yet. And I'm hearing that he's trying a lot of different programs right off the bat. And I think we're talking an eight-week period. I'm not sure if it extends beyond that. But um, that's an issue right off the bat to me. Um, if you're trying, it sounds like program hopping. You're going to have to at least stick with something. If it doesn't work off the bat, typically second time around, you're going to get something out of it. But... Um, last thing you want to do, and I understand when you're frustrated, you want to continue just, all right, I want to try this. I want to try this. You hear about, you watch West Side vs. the World. Oh, I want to do conjugate now. But stick with one thing, work it through, um, find ways to, to get better at working within that training system. Um, look at technique first. It's rarely the programming. Everyone wants to look at the programming. But if you're not at 300 pounds yet, I mean, you can do a lot of different things and still find success um, you just have to push yourself and make sure that program's pushing you if it is then you probably have to look at your technique or, or how you're training and, and all that so i want to read through it again see if i see any more dingers coming out he's uh he's been eating well but okay, uh, that's good still no progress okay so just uh that touch on nutrition 
Yep, he's on, like I said, he's unracking 200 kilogram for 10 second holds. Just okay, that's a good start. So you're getting some overload in there. So we'd have to go deeper to really dissect what's going on, like what you might need specific. I'm not sure. Do you, you suck at close grip benching? You suck at overhead? Um, usually someone sucks at either or, but find something you really suck at. Find that exercise. Experiment a little bit with secondary stuff. Um, typically it's an overhead press. I tell you, you probably see some really good results getting your overhead up if you haven't. Um, if you suck at close grip benching, if you suck at feet up benching, uh, nail that more. Yeah, kill it until till you get stronger at it, and it's going to affect your bench in a positive way. If you want to look at a good bench program, I know because I made it our six-week bench program. That's been getting lifters an average of 15-pound gain on their bench, and that was six weeks. Um, I know it works because I wrote it, so I know what the hell the deal is with it, and there's a lot of good pause work, things that you need to, to strengthen up um, to continue to progress. So something to look into on our website. And um, yeah, you feel free to email me, and I'll give you continuous support on that. He says overhead press is his weakest, and he started to work on that recently. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, I'll probably put you over the edge there. Just continue to push that up and see those numbers climb, and uh, I mean, you you should be good to go there. From the hybrid hillbilly, what do you think about the Tate press? The Tate press is a good tricep movement. I'll use it. Um, but I mean, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's so many ways to hit triceps. It's like just find one that feels good to you and then go with it. Like I was playing around with skull crushers the other day, and I, I don't usually do that because it hurts my elbow. But I found if I warm it up really good, then I have no problems, and it, I'm feeling it today. But it's just finding different um, movements and different angles to hit the triceps, keep it fresh each time. What I've done with the tape press in the past is I would do um, you know, sort of those lying rolling dumbbell extensions. So I would hit that until I'm near pretty much fatiguing, and then I would, to switch the angle up a little bit, I would superset it immediately with tape presses. Um, usually I'd have to do, uh, drop the dumbbells a little bit, but I would immediately shift right into tape presses because it changes the angles just a little bit and what you're working just a little bit. that It, it kind of taps into the reserves in the tank. So it's great when you can superset a couple different types of tricep movements like that so you really get a good hammer on the whole tricep itself. Got one from August triple six. Can you do a self unrack on equipped bench? Uh, double edged sword here. Um, I'm adding you could, you could, but it's gonna put you at an extreme disadvantage. So if you can actually self unrack anything in equipment, that shirt is probably not even close to being tight enough um, as it could for you to really hit your potential. So you you can, but. It's like you'd have to be benching in a looser shirt. Um, you're probably going to, there's going to be a lot probably in that takeout process that's affecting you from reaching your potential. Um, obviously, you see a guy like Blaine Sumner take out his own thousand something pounds or whatever the hell. Usually he's got a handoff, I see, but um, he has those swinging arms. So the best solution if you have to, if you must train alone. Um, Try to find some type of bench equipment where you got the swinging arms. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a model for the bench. You can drag that bar out where you need it and then just lift up from there. And that alone is hard because that's almost, you got to do at least a little bit of extension almost with that weight. Either way, it's a bitch. Um, but if that's all you're looking at and you really can't find anyone to hand you off, um, you got to make do. But you definitely can. You just aren't going to wear a super ass tight shirt. So from uh, Snow Daddy seventy two, going back to overhead pressing, what do you recommend, standing or seated? Uh, definitely go with standing, at least for the main thing. Um, you can definitely do like some seated dumbbell and stuff on other training days just to get some more work in and isolate the shoulders. But I would definitely stick to standing because you're just going to incorporate so much more. You're going to be able to lift more weight typically because um, you're at least in that standing position. And I, I'll. Little tip, I like to at least get the weight going because I find lifters struggle with the first rep more than any. I'll I'll use I wouldn't say it's a push press, but I will use kind of a little momentum bump to get things going. Um, but there's so many benefits of the standing versus the seated. I mean, just the way your spine is loaded too. I mean, in a seated position, usually you're super loose and gooey through the core, and it's gonna end up hurting your back and whatnot. It's tough to be in a real solid position um, unless you're really braced up against the pad, but. 
um, standing, you're just you're training everything. You're training your core. You're training even hips, believe it or not, because you got to get those active in it. Your back, um, just a lot more to train in the standing. I think I have a much better carryover to the to the bench. All right, we we good for questions for now. Good for now. All right, guys, keep dropping questions down below. We're gonna carry on with the show, the bench guess. So West Side versus the World. Someone wanted me to touch on that. I think everyone's seen that by now. Uh, what I did is last uh, yesterday morning, I woke up and it was nice and early. I made my uh, I made my protein shake and I was ready to start my day. And I knew in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, shit, West Side versus the World comes out today. Oh, shit. And I had to check on Amazon and make sure for myself because I've been waiting about two, three years for this thing to come out. And uh, so I want to go over to Amazon there and I search West Side versus. And I'm like, I'm not seeing it kind of pop up on the suggested thing. So I'm calling bullshit right now. I don't think this is the real deal, Holyfield. So I go on to the Amazon. The thing pops up. And I'm like, oh, shit, there it is. First time in two, three years I'm seeing this, bitch. So... I go in there, I see the rent option, I see the buy option. I'm like, I could rent this, I'm probably only going to watch this thing one time, or I could buy this and have it forever in the back of my mind. That sounded like a better deal. So I went $12.99 on that thing, and uh, there you go. It's right there for me, ready to watch. I'm like, responsible thing, I'll probably save this till later. But that's not what I did. I made a bagel, sat my ass down, and I watched West Side versus the World. Now here's my thoughts on West Side versus the World. Um, thought it was pretty decent. Review over. <laughs> um, I thought it was good. I, I, I kind of thought it would be something a little bit different. I thought it would dive a little more into, um, like conjugate programming maybe, which like, you know, it did touch on that quite a bit. Um, I thought it'd be more on like, you know, I don't really know what I thought it would be. I just didn't think it might be how it was. Um, I thought it gave a really good timeline of West Side. That's pretty much what the movie was. It was a timeline of West Side Barbell, um, how it started and how it's progressed over the years and those who came in and made it what it was. There's a lot on Louis Simmons. Um, and I think overall, the whole thing, um, I guess it depends how you look at it. Um, I thought it kind of like put Louis in kind of an asshole like. When all I've been hearing over and over, when you meet him in person, how um, awesome of a dude he is and just how much he wants to help everyone in general. And um, in the movie, I thought he kind of came off as like an asshole. And uh, I mean, it depends how you look at it, too. I mean, he, he's, he's trying to push people to hit world records, but it was almost like he's just using people to um, continue to promote the gym. And it, it sounded almost like he didn't really care about those people. He was simply just trying to get world records out of them. Um, you know, whether that's the case or not, I don't know. Um, and just the way, like some people, they showed him like how they passed away in the movie. He just seemed very unemotional about it. Just like, that's what happens, whatever. Um, not attending that dude's funeral, stuff like that. And just kind of made him seem like um, an asshole in that regard. But um, I hear otherwise in real life, and I'm willing to bet he knows this is like a documentary. It's going to be on for a good while. And maybe he's kind of painting a picture of how he wants to kind of be remembered. I don't know. But that's what I got out of that. Uh, I thought it was a good thing. I enjoyed it. I think there's good entertainment in it. Um and, uh, you know, it just goes to show you, too, like, how much you got to put on the line to, uh, you know, hit these these world records and really chase to be the best and how much you have to sacrifice, you know, guys living in their cars and whatnot. Um, I like the one part in the movie where they reference, uh, um, they reference AJ um, and how, um, you know, he, he crushed in the world records. He got up to uh, 320 pounds. Uh, crush the world record and um that was, he was already kind of thinking in his mind this is my last meeting gonna hit 800 um gonna call it there hit 800 deadlift um world record total and whatnot so uh he was ready to call it there he was up 320 uh he'd be waking up in the night gasping because he's a severe sleep apnea that comes with it and um from gaining all that weight and then uh louis at breakfast he was like get up to 350 i think you do some really good things and then uh, he thought the old guy was was just batting up crazy and uh, that was it for him he left um i thought that was interesting you know how much he must have sacrificed 
um, to get to that point, putting on body weight, all that. So uh, he just didn't want to do it anymore. You know, he had enough. He did it. He, he had enough with it. And that seems to be the case with most of them. It's so hard to maintain that level uh, and continue to succeed at that level that people don't want to do it long term or it's very hard to do it long term. Um, which is the case where you see people jump in now, hit world records, and we don't see too much of them after that. This is really hard to stay at that level, guys. Um, but that movie really painted that picture, and I thought it was really good. I thought it was interesting. If you're into powerlifting, it's really the only thing out there that you can watch. Uh, we watched Generation Iron 3. Yep. I saw it at Netflix. I mean, all you got out there is bodybuilding, CrossFit, and strongman stuff. So, I mean, if you're a powerlifter, uh, this is a real fun one to watch. What's that versus the world? Elvis got to watch. He didn't watch it. He's, a, he's the only guy that lifts weights. He hasn't watched this thing yet. <laughs> it's on the list. I kn- it was, you know, when it was first announced, it was so hard to even try to, like, get more information on it. Yep. And I just... I didn't even know it was, like, released. Well, I think they started that Kickstarter for West Side vs. the World, like, freaking three years ago. I imagine I'd be so pissed if I didn't get my DVD yet. I'd be so pissed. Right. So, so we got a question from Jacob Winstead. Sure thing. using a bench shirt for a three-week period have any kind of carryover to the raw bench? Um, I think... The raw bench is going to have a much better carryover to your shirt of bench than your shirt of bench is to your raw bench. Um, you really have to kind of be in some desperate need of some overload for it to affect your raw bench that much. Um, you know, shirt of bench is going to get you strong, but um, I wouldn't look to, I wouldn't say if you all shirt of bench that your raw bench is going to just continue to climb and climb. I think there's a real. Like, what I'm doing right now, I'm really focused on my raw bench for this meet coming up in June. Um, because, not because I want to hit a big raw bench. I didn't really give a shit about what I hit at the meet. You know, I'd like to do good, but that number does not matter to me whatsoever. Um, I just consider that a lower bench than what I do. I hit big numbers, not little numbers. <laughs> I don't play in the little ponds. So, uh, I, I like, I'm just doing it strictly to help boost up my shirt of bench because I know raw benching, getting that up, it will absolutely carry over to the shirt of bench. So, um, yeah, I'd say it, it much more works in reverse. And being in the shirt three weeks in a row um, depends where you're at. You'll probably be all right. But as you continue to progress in weight, you're going to find that becomes very difficult to do. Um, I could not handle in the 700s three weeks in a row. Um and, you know, maybe I can push myself to get to that level. I know Greg Powell, he's just freaking nuts. He handles in crazy weights uh, multiple weeks, and he does meets, like, every month. But, um, yeah, it's, it gets really tough. You talk to some of those guys, uh, top guys there at the bench and world, and um, they'll tell you two weeks in the shirts, like, all you can muster up for most of the part. Three weeks in a row gets really tough. Um, I'll usually do a two weeks on, one off when I'm training for a shirt or bench. Um, but, yeah, I think that gets to your question. All right, we're good. So let's move on. Elvis, you had a deadlift contest. Yeah, this, we, uh, <clears throat> this past. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about this deadlift contest? We call this backbench, so it makes it more <laughs> friendly here. We don't usually talk about deadlifts, but I thought it was a cool thing for a good cause. Yeah, so it was a backbench for the Flutie Foundation. So it raised some money for autism. This is Autism Awareness Month. Can we take a time out? Flutie Foundation, what's that? It we're is, talking Doug Flutie? I am actually unaware. I, I couldn't tell you. Okay. But uh, it was raising money for autism. So we had a f- few vendors there. It was uh, held at Ultimate Gym in Hicksville. Yep, near us. Yeah. And it was helped by uh, Zik PT. Okay. So that's a physical therapy place right in Levittown. You're going to sponsor it? Yep, they were sponsoring it, so they ran the whole thing. And so it was a deadlift ladder. So, you know, for, for girls, it started at, like, 95. For guys, it started at 135. Just escalating bar weight. Escalating bar weight. Bar weight, it goes up by five pounds each time. You know, you don't have to do it. So what most people did is at 135, 185, you know, just do 50-pound jumps all the way up. up. But I thought it was real genius because that cuts down on people warming up in any other place. Yeah. So you just have automatically warm-ups, like, on a platform. And so... Oh, um, I see. Yeah, I mean, you're starting light. That's pretty much the warm-ups. Yeah, because it's a small gym that cuts down on people, like, you know, taking up all space and everything. Interesting way. So it was real cool because uh, there was all different skill levels there. So there were some dudes who, like, had to hit a PR at, like, 225, 275. And it's just all raising money for autism. Uh, 
The winner for the girls actually pulled 415. Let's put you in here for the IG. Winner for the women pulled 415. Real impressive. Mm-hmm. And the winner for the dudes pulled 635, I think, three months after a hernia surgery. That's pretty nuts. So that's crazy in itself. What'd you end up doing? I ended up missing 545 by two inches. And what's your best? Uh, best for the day was 500. Uh, what's your best all time, though? Is 545. Okay. So, so that would have been the best. Right near there. Pre-surgery on uh, PR. Mm-hmm. But two inches, so I'm planning to crush that over the summer. Yeah, you uh, been mentioned it throughout the week. You were that close. I, I was he's just walking close. around. He's like that close. I, I have the picture. I was I was literally I was this close. Yeah, now I saw the picture and uh, and man, it, he almost had that thing. Ah. Uh, but it was good enough for third place. Heartbreaker. Would that pull have gotten you second place? It wouldn't have. It would have kept me oh, in third okay. place. So it didn't matter in the hindsight of the, the competition. Second place, I believe, was five seventy. Five seventy. Yeah. All right, so I mean, would have liked to have it, but he still secured third place. So he placed in the thing. How many people? Oh, uh, it was a decent amount. Probably right. like twenty people. That's not bad. It's not bad. Nice job, fella. We congratulate you. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting until they do bench for autism, uh, not back <laughs> bench. But I'll be totally in. You know, I give some polls. I can do it. You know, we got a. They probably have another Halloween back bench where you come in costume. Just uh, maybe I'll do it. I wouldn't like it, but I'll do it. I wouldn't win, but... I'll do it. <laughs> I'll think about doing it. I've been measuring arms up with everyone. And uh, I'm talking even like some of the girls at the gym. And I have not... With the exception of those who are like four or five. Um, I have not found anyone with shorter arms than I. Uh, I got some real genetic benching arms, I tell you. You measure up arms with me, short little arms, tell you. She call me a short arm... Short arm bench strong. Short arm bench strong is a good one. <laughs> so, um, so I was this back bench contest this uh, past week, back benching for autism. Uh, I painted my dumbbells this past week. Touch on that news. So we took out the, the big benches HQ dumbbells. Um, in the New York area, it has been just total onslaught of rain and clouds as of the past couple weeks. Pretty much, it hasn't been too much sun. We're starting to get there now, but, you know, that's that April shower is going to bring my Mayflowers. So uh, we we began a lot of rain. So I found a little break last week where it was some sun, took out those HQ dumbbells. My guys see a picture on uh, on Big Bench's story there. Um, they're looking prime. I painted them up, navy blue Rust-Oleum paint there. Um, looking prime now, and I put on some uh, white kind of when it blended and turned into the leg blue. Um, on the numbering, but it looks real prime. I uh, love them. Love the look because this is all equipment, guys, that I had in my basement as I was a kid. And this is stuff my dad had, these old dumbbells, the old rack. Um, you know, I bought some stuff and upgraded the gym over time, but I had this this whole setup when I was young growing up in my basement. Um, of course, I added to it over the years, and um, I had to I had to give it a little touch up. This stuff's old, guys. It's a little rusted down, and um, these dumbbells, you know, they look like old dumbbells. So now I got a fresh coat on them. Gives it a little more life. Gives it kind of another little centerpiece of the gym. Looking real good. I got the idea from my buddy J Poe, J Poe Mania, Jason Polanski. Um, he painted his. He's really into like the Hulk and stuff. So he painted his black dumbbells with green writing. Um, and I was like, man, shit, I gotta do this. I didn't even think of this. And um, so, guys, if you have like a home gym or something, you want to take your dumbbells out, give them like a fresh coat. Yeah, you know, it's probably gonna chip as you're banging them, dinging them up. But they're looking good. They're looking good. I just hit one side, flipped it, hit the other side. It was a nice sunny day, um, so we got that done. So, yeah, I'll definitely I'll share some more pictures of that. But got that done. So that's on the news. We had. Um, some lifters competing on our team. Damien from the UK, he crushed it. Um, everything's in kilos, so I got to kind of like figure out the whole kilo conversion. I believe he hit something along the lines of a 525 kilogram total, um, which really this is his first meet, guys. And, um, you know, he missed a few commands at the bat, but I wanted to originally talk about, like, how much you can get out of that beat environment. Like, how important it is to put yourself in that, like, competitive, aggressive state of mind. 
you know, he, he missed some commands early on the squat and the, and the bench, but he ended up taking first place out of five other dudes in his first meet because he brought it on the deadlifts. He couldn't miss on the deadlifts. He went three for three. Um, of course, an all-time PR, I, I want to say uh, 277.2 kilogram. Um, if I know, I definitely got the math wrong. If it was pounds, I'd have it down, but kilos, guys, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I got to use freedom units. Everything's with me as a calculator for that. But he crushed an all-time, I know, 220, I don't know. I'm not going to try to guess. But um, all-time PR on the on the deadlift. Uh, crushed it. Won um, British Powerlifting Federation. Um, first, and you know, he, he brought it mentality-wise. He brought it. Um, we had a lifter, Zach Wiley, competing this weekend. Crushed the 600 squat. I mean, we've been training for the 600 squat. Crushed it. Um, he he uh, made it look really easy. So, really happy with his squat progress. Bench. Um, crushed a 435, I believe, or 430. Um, almost hit a 452. I mean, he could have, it was just a little bit off the pad was his butt. Uh, but really, man, it, he, he nailed that. Awesome progress there on the bench. And then the deadlift, 585 pull. And he was missing 515 sometimes in the gym. 515 he was missing. And he was getting real upset about it. And it was more of a mental thing. And that's what I'm saying. The power of a meet. I told him, just get down there, aggressively ripped it at this meet. And listen, you are going to pull more than you did last meet. Because he was all like, oh, I'm not going to pull as much as I am last meet. You know, I hate deadlifts, that, the whole deal, but I'm real proud of him because he just, in that meet, he started getting into a competition with a dude, and of course you can't lose, so uh, he started pushing, he even bumped the third attempt up a ton, and man, he crushed a 585, um, yeah, it looked really good, I mean, it looked like a, how a second attempt might move, and I opened our second attempt, he crushed this thing, so guys, when you're frustrated and training, Usually you get caught up in how many times do you like miss maybe you miss an opener and then it's like you got to keep trying it because you're like this was my opener and then you get frustrated when your strength isn't dipping it's just now you're bringing a bad attitude to the session you know I, this happens I've seen this happen a lot with lifters is you you miss it once in training perhaps you're just really fatigued that week or is this an off week whatever the case may be and then you get so wrapped up in that you miss the number. And now you're bringing a bad attitude to the session. Now it's in your head that you can't hit that number. You start lifting passively. You start thinking of technique too much. And then you just, you lost everything. Like, it's not the strength you lost. Rarely is it the strength. Guys, to actually lose strength, it has to be a long period. You're not going to lose strength in a week. You don't, yeah, you just don't physiologically lose that type of strength in, in a week period. You know, in, in terms of muscle, you certainly don't lose muscle for, for a much longer period as long as you're regularly eating and, and just moving. Um, you don't lose that stuff that quick, guys. It's it's all mental stuff, and it's just all that jazz that goes into it that you're beating yourself up over. So uh, he was a great example of that. He came out, crushed a deadlift that, you know, we weren't expecting him to crush. Like, I knew it was could have been there if he just brought it, and luckily he got into the spirit of competition freaking crushed it so big congrats to damien and zach um good job that's their meet yeah now zach competing down in i mean he's in south carolina or north carolina i always get them confused but uh crushed it there uh real proud of both of them damien representing over in the uk um that's beauty online coaching awesome that i have the opportunity to you know impact these people multiple areas of the world um just wrote an article on how online coaching can benefit you as a power lifter and it's how awesome it is nowadays um to be able to interact with lifters like that from everywhere you know i've coached people in india south africa united kingdom sweden um canada just australia just rattling them off and um it's it's really cool guys really really cool um so, yeah, so if you want to uh Get, you want to apply for our online coaching program, I would love to work with you as well. So if you listen to this, um, you can, I'll put the application link in the uh, bio as well of this podcast. Um, that's the main link on our Instagram. If you go to our bio, that's our quick application link. You can fill that out on your, fo- on your phone. Uh, any of our posts you see on social media with Facebook, 
on the website, Can't Miss a Guy, apply for online coaching. Um, would love to hear more about what you're working towards and how we can help you out. So we got a question from Isnuga. All right, let's get it. And it's actually a topic I can talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. He weighs 143. What should I bench for my max average? He weighs 143. He weighs what 143. Should... What should he be benching for his max? Uh, anytime I get this question, I always say never handicap yourself with what you're able to do. Um, I hate when lifters are like, uh, so I'm this and that, and I only weigh this. Like, what's my potential? Uh, I never, I, even if there is a, a such potential that you might reach, uh, never ever want to mentally get into a place where you're not trying to achieve as much as you can. Uh, you should always have the thought process that even if you're 198, that you can squat a thousand. I would never handicap it, even if there is maybe like a genetic handicap or whatever. Um, I would never put that in your mind. It, more of a mental thing than anything. But I'd always think, hey, I can, I can do whatever the hell I want to do. Do you want to touch on that a little more? Yo, 100%. I actually typed it into him. Okay. Uh, he's going to have a ton of factors determining how much he could bench. Like for you, you know, you have short arms. It kind of just plays yeah. beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that all plays a role in it. But then Larry Wheels has the longest arms I've ever seen on a human being. And look what he benches. Yeah. If someone came up to, like, Richard Hawthorne, who weighs, like, 123 pounds, and said, like, hey, fella, you're probably going to only deadlift 405, maybe, after years of training, probably never hit six, mm-hmm. you know. That's, um, you just can't handicap yourself. You're putting an artificial limit. You're like, oh, you know, I'm not built for this. I can't do this. And then you just never know what you can end up becoming. Yeah. I mean, once, guys, once you set that, that limitation in your mind, it's over. Done deal. Forget about it. Um, there's tons of examples out there. Like Jen Thompson, she's one of the best benches out there. She got long ass arms. Um, she's pretty flat in the pad. I mean, pretty much everything that you'd say is not gonna be built for a bencher. She she's got and she crushes it. So, um, I had never ever put that mental limitation on you. So I, I might get the story wrong just because I've heard it so many times. But uh, it was either when someone was trying to beat a four minute or a five minute mile, they said it couldn't be done. They said your heart would literally explode from running that fast and taxing it that hard. But then when someone actually ended up beating that, I'm pretty sure it was four minutes, then you see all over the world other people beating that four-minute mile just because that limitation is gone. Yeah, that's a really good example. I think everyone always goes back to that um, run of the mile thing because um, I remember we did that in school too. They were showing us like the statistics on no one's ever done this for the longest time. Is like hitting, like I'm sure 700 deadlift at one point was a huge thing. And um, then it, people started doing it. And now it's like I see a 700-pound deadlift at every meet. Um, I don't think too much has changed. Um, I just think that people aren't limiting themselves. It, there's a whole world of different type of pressure on you when you know you're the only guy that's ever about to attempt this weight. I can't even imagine. I've never even reached that level. Uh, I'm still not even close. Tiny Meeker has the best bench of all time, an 1103 or 2-pound um, bench press. That's 1,102 pounds. And um, I'm not even scratching the surface of that. But I can only imagine coming into a meet um, and trying, a le- a, let's say, doing 1,115 pounds, the type of pressure that might be on you, you're the only dude ever in the world to ever touch that type of weight. So there's just a whole new world of, of type of mental pressure that comes along with that. It's really hard to be cool under those situations. I mean, you look at, like, quarterbacks in the NFL, too. I mean, just staging a comeback, the amount of pressure that must be on a QB. Like, a guy like Tom Brady, for like, once in a lifetime. The guy that just, he just stays in the moment and just dials in what he needs to do and um you know i that whole patriots team i tell you their key to success is they're just such in the moment with a lot of that stuff like they're focusing on the next game the next play all that stuff they really don't let themselves get ahead and um that's a really good way to good way to think about it all right uh i'm going to touch quick on well, as we're starting to round up, we got some questions rolling in, but uh, September 14th, guys, September 14th, Newark, New Jersey, we got the big benches, it's the Push Pole Worlds, 
uh, Revolution Powerlifting Syndicate, RPS Powerlifting. All right, if you're anywhere near the Jersey area, or if you want to come in for that, we got the Push Pull Worlds we're sponsoring. We're going to get these big old title belts. Um, they're going to look really sweet, too. I think registration's opening soon. September 14th, guys, mark your calendars. I'm going to be benching there. I'm going to get a lot of guys down to bench. We're going to have a really good time. Uh, Elvis over here, he's going to be pulling weight. Um and uh, we're going to have a really good time with it. Whether you want deadlift only, whether you want bench only, uh, whether you want to push and pull. We got belts for the winner of both, uh, all three. So, guys, come and unite the belts. <laughs> uh, September 14th, Newark, New Jersey. All right. That's revolutionpowerlifting.com or .org. I forget which one they are. Revolutionpowerlifting.com, I believe. Go to upcoming events. Get signed up for that, guys. Mark the calendar, September 14th. Push Pull Worlds. It's under Sword of Democles. Um, I believe this is the entire weekend, something like that. It's like the gods of gods of something. Um, weird titles to it, but you'll see. Sponsored by BigBenches.com, September 14th, RPS website. Uh, we also, in other news, we got a new shirt coming out. Which our buddy NYZ Zoltan is uh, helping us out with. Every time he touches any of our our graphics or designs, um, they're just pure gold. He's awesome with that stuff, and you know I had the concept in mind. He put it down, and this shirt, guys, you're gonna like it. And I'm gonna hint if you're a fan of the Breaking Bad TV series. As much as I was, I know everyone's into the whole Game of Thrones now, but the real OG is Breaking Bad. That was a kick-ass TV series. All right, so if you're a, you're a fan of the kick-ass Breaking Bad TV series, you're gonna like this shirt. This is gonna be a really cool shirt, and you're gonna want it. Ties in benching with freaking Breaking Bad. How could you not want it? It's gonna be a great T-shirt. Can't wait to get that out. Um, and if you see us at any of these events, we're gonna have them getting that stuff brought in now so we can print it so we got a question from the silverback he's having issues with his evil twin i started my supplements and now my shirt is so tight i have no movement three weeks ago i hit 735 for a triple for, for half board monday he couldn't touch 345 to three boards so it sounds like you gained some weight fella and now you're having a hard time fitting in your shirt um, that's going to give you problems whatever shirt you're in. Uh, first off, I'd say you got to monitor your weight a little bit better. So what I'll do when I'm benching is I'll try to, especially a real standard type of day, something that you can kind of replicate at the meet. So typically, I like to really fuel up on a big meal before a big bench session. Usually sushi, something like that. You know, take a good standard, not something where you're starved, you're going to the session real flat, but you have good hydration, you eat good food the night before. Um, and then weigh yourself. You can do it before and after the session, but at least get like a body weight during that session, especially when it's feeling good. And then um, make sure you know what that weight is. And then you have to stay around that weight, especially if you're close to the meat. You got to stay around that weight because if you add weight and you already know you're in a tight shirt, well, now you're you're in a trouble. All right, you're running into trouble. Now you're going to need to make different adjustments, all this stuff. When you're benching in a bench shirt, you got to be real specific. Even if you, you gained weight, but your dimensions are larger, that affects you as well. So it's just a whole nother dimension that you got to follow when you're benching in a bench shirt. You got to make sure that you're where you need to be. And, you know, that, uh, Sean, um, what am I thinking of? Scott Mendelson, uh, he would say if he's three pounds, on or off, you know, with with his body weight up or down, that's gonna ruin the whole day. That's gonna affect his whole performance, the way he fits in the shirt. It's so dialed and accustomed to him. He knows where he needs it for a certain body weight. If he's not at that body weight, total different ball game. Now you're just playing with fire to me. So there's been times where all good sessions, I'll be at a body weight, and I know I I have room to grow into it, so I can add some body weight and be okay. But it sounds like for you now you're struggling. Um, because of this extra body weight. Um, so that's the first thing I tell you, just kind of monitor that a little bit better. Or if you can lose some weight, lose some weight. Um, but, uh, 
the evil twin, I will say, I have not benched the evil twin, but every single person I have talked to, uh, they've told me not even bother with because the thing will stretch out so much. So a lot of people that bench regularly in the evil twin are those who are like sponsored, like Greg Powell. He's sponsored by Titan, so he can get you know as much evil twins in as you want. Rich Putnam, he can get stuff from Anderson Powerlifting. Um, so they can get fresh shirts and he like Greg Powell literally rip it out of the package and just wear a brand new shirt because he's that dialed in with it and they only going to keep their pop for so long because they'll stretch on you so um you know I, I don't know what the case is with yours but typically that shit will start to, to stretch out more with you and maybe this tight session if you can stay around the same body weight you're at now maybe you'll, you'll probably see better performance the next session because it will likely stretch out for you and to help with that, what I like to do, I like to start a session with a triple down to the chest or as close to the chest as you can get, but a floating triple, rather lightweight, not even like opener weight. And then at the end of the session, uh, I'll do the exact same thing, a floating triple. And I'll purposely, especially on like the third rep, I'll try to touch. And I find that's just really good for, for breaking in the shirt. And they, like that should stretch pretty good for you. All right. So are we good with the questions there? Yep. All right. So uh, unless we got some last-minute questions coming in, we're going to wrap up this bench cast. Thank you all for joining, especially on the IG Live. If you guys want to get involved with the podcast, typically every Wednesday morning, uh, well, about 9, 9.30, something like that, we're going to pop on the uh, on the IG Live, guys, and uh, you know we're going to have a good time. It's always fun interacting with y'all. So um, try to catch us there. Again, those links for the VIP membership group. If you want to get involved with our membership group, um, again, discount to the website. Uh, you're going to get exclusive content. You're going to get coaching on your lifts. You're going to access this cool community of lifters we got going on now, these challenges we got going on. We can win prizes. Um, VIP membership group, email me, message me today about how you can join. Um, it's a very, very small monthly fee. And, um, yeah, I want to see you get involved. So message us about that today. That'll be in the show notes, the link. And also, if you're interested in applying for online coaching, we'll have that in the link as well. And you can join our team and start kicking the ass and reaching the true potential on the bench press and other lifts. We coach full power lifters as well. All right, guys, you have been listening to... <laughs> The Bench Cat.